welcome to the Avenue Podcast Network. Here, you will find your next favorite podcast, along with a unique variety of other great podcasts, from locals to around the world. We are constantly evolving and inquiring to meet the wants of our podcast listeners. We invite you to visit us at avenuepodcast.net and share. If you would like to know more about starting your own podcast or would like to join our network, you may inquire at our website. That address again is avenuepodcast.net. Expect great things on the avenue. You're now on the avenue. Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time once again for another amazing episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. So this week I have with me a guest that I am really excited for you guys to hear. It's somebody who I was supposed to record with a few weeks ago. And, uh, you know, things come up and so we had to reschedule. But now you are going to get to hear him. And that is Kurt Gannon. He is a Missouri-based wrestler and he's wrestled for all different kinds of places that you've heard me talk about on here. To name a few, he has wrestled with Control Your Narrative and Wrestling for a Cause and a bunch of other really cool places. And I'm very excited for you guys to hear this episode today. Um, I, he has a lot of good stuff to talk about, some really good stories. And for those of you who are here just to listen to the Kurt Gannon episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear, and I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes we have here as well. So, if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey dad. So where did you actually train at? I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch me face. I wasn't about to call you dad, so. <laughs> Seriously? I felt like I was in an anime or something. People get really mad at those videos for some reason. Like it triggers really? certain people. Yeah. Bloop. Wow. I was actually lost as an infant, and I was taken in by a traveling group of independent wrestlers. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited for this stuff. Bro. Get punched in the face on the daily. Do you always do these interviews with your shirt off? <laughs> what? Man, this guy won't shut up. All right, everybody. So I have with me today, Kurt Gannon. He is a Missouri-based wrestler that um, works with Control Your Narrative. And I am very excited to have him on today. He is the Suplex Cyclone. And I got to talk to Slammer about him on the episode that I had him and uh, spoke nothing but highly of this guy. And I'm very excited to have him on. So, Kurt, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just uh, another busy day as usual. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. I uh, On Tuesdays, it's always a lot more insane for me. Um, I get off work at 4.30. And so I usually get home at about 4.45 uh, on a normal day. But on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I have to go pick up my son. So it's usually closer to like 5.45, 6 o'clock when I get home on those days. So, yeah, I understand the super busy day. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just want to jump right into things here and uh, kind of okay. talk about, um, I know you're into martial arts as well. And uh, are, are you a trainer at doing martial arts or 
Uh, I trained with uh, at a in modern Arnis. Um, I'm actually an assistant trainer as well, and um, but yeah, I've been doing that. I started doing that when I was uh, probably 21. Okay. Um, I've got gone to a lot of different schools too, and you know, learned some different things and kind of mixed it in with my style. Uh, I've also had the opportunity to go train with uh, Hoist Gracie and uh, Dan Severin a few times. Oh, wow. Um. So learn some stuff from them for the grappling side. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I really enjoy it. And uh, it's something I try to incorporate in, in wrestling as well. And uh, yeah, but yeah, it's probably another passion of mine just as much as wrestling. That's awesome. I, I know when I was, you know, I think I was about 21 or so. And I had considered uh, getting into wrestling and stuff. And one of the things that they asked me was, do you have a background in martial arts? Uh, with the school that I was looking at and everything. And I guess that that translates over really well, having a martial arts background, because you know how to kind of roll and things like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it kind of helps too. Um, I mean, you know, one thing that we do get taught, and that's that's even, when, you know, whether it's wrestling or martial arts, um, they teach you kind of how to uh, fall properly. And, the you know, the whole idea of that is trying to protect yourself as much as possible. And it's, you know, you know, like I said, whether it's martial arts or, or pro wrestling, you still want to be able to protect yourself because the last thing you don't want to do is you don't want your head bouncing off the ground or, um, you know, getting concussions and stuff like that. So it, it does really incorporate over and, um, you know, a lot of a lot of your submissions and grappling and stuff like that. That's very popular today. You know, you see a lot of guys use that in, uh, in pro wrestling as well. Um, right. So, yeah, it definitely transitions really well. Yeah. I, well, I know. One of my favorite wrestlers, Undertaker, he was able to do a move and it was based off the triangle chokehold. You know, he did the Hell's Gates and stuff. And I found out through that that, you know, he was a really big MMA fan. And it's just cool how, like you said, it translates over to that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And if you even notice, like some of his combos, his little punch combos or, you know, or like, you know, boxing combos and everything. So, yeah, yeah. A lot of that stuff. Definitely. What belt are you at right now with your training? Uh, with Arnie's, I am red belt. And like I said, I started when I was 21. Um, I've been in it. Uh, uh, so that'd make, wow. Um, 14 <laughs> years in it. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So it's very old school as far as like moving up in belts. Uh, so it's, it takes a little while. I'm two away from black belt and I plan on, you know, getting there event sooner or later. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really awesome. You know, I mean, it takes a lot of dedication to stick with that. My son did it for a while and, he absolutely loved it, you know, but it takes a lot of uh, a lot of time and dedication to be able to do that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And especially if you go to an old school style uh, training uh, you know, school, and that's something that I really enjoy going to is as a lot of those guys, they those guys, those trainers, they they really teach you old school where they're not like, oh, hey, well, you've been here for like a year and now I'm going to move you up on the belt system. No, they, they make you earn it. So, yeah, it's it's definitely something you got to be dedicated to. Yeah. So how exactly did you get started into wrestling? Uh, well, uh, when I was when I was nine, that kind of in a way, that's kind of where it started. That's where I kind of got into watching pro wrestling. Um, I was really big on, uh, you know, WCW and Sting and NWO and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. as soon as I started watching it, I was like, man, this is what I want to do. And so about the time I was uh, uh, 17 or 18, I had a friend of mine that introduced me 
to uh, a guy that uh, did some stuff in the indie scenes and actually has a school out in Kansas City now. Hmm. Um, I learned from Hemel for a little while, and that's kind of how I got started. And then from there, it just gradually built up. Um, I got introduced to, you know, Trevor Murdoch, who ended up being my next trainer from there. Um, learned quite a bit from Trevor. And then I got, uh, after that, I got uh, the opportunity to train with the original first trainer, uh, besides Harley race. Um, so it was originally his head trainer, his first one he ever had, um, Derek stone. Oh. Um, so yeah, so I got to learn from both of those guys and, you know, kind of go from there. Uh, that's really cool. You know, I, I remember the first time I ever saw a Trevor Murdoch match and it was when he was still in uh, WWE. Um, mm. I don't remember who it was that he was tagging with, but the way that he moved for a man, his size was very, it, you know, it, it, it surprised me, you know, and he, yeah. he's very good. He's very technical in the ring. And uh, I was very impressed with the way that he is. So saying that you had him as a trainer, that's, that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And Trevor's very old school, man. Like, mm-hmm. like when I showed up the first day for Trevor school, Trevor beat the crap out of me. Man. So he was very, <laughs> very old school, but I, I was always the joke though, that I told him, you know, I was like, man, I didn't appreciate when I used to watch you on TV when I was a kid, I was like, I hated you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I couldn't stand seeing Trevor Murdoch. I was like, I can't stand this guy. He's dumb redneck, <laughs> but, but, Trevor, Trevor's awesome though. Trevor definitely had that has that old school Harley Race mentality and a good dude. And and sharing with Derek Stone, you know, and mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm I'm part of that lineage from you know kind of from Harley because like everything that they learned from Harley got passed down to me. So right. I can really say that I got that old school style training in there. It, it's good to have that too because I mean that talking to different people and stuff, you don't always get that kind of training anymore. You know, there's, oh, yeah. I'm not a wrestler. So if I'm speaking out of turn when I say this, but there's a lot of soft training that goes on it from what I hear, you know, and from the way I feel, that's how you get hurt when you are trained soft. Oh yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. And uh, you're, you're definitely not off from there. And, you know, it's, <laughs> And the thing is, is with a lot of the old school stuff, they, it was really, they, they really wanted you to build the fundamentals. They weren't like teaching you all these like, oh, cool moves and stuff. You know, it's like, you need to learn all the fundamentals and the old school stuff. And, you know, that's, that's all the other stuff is easy after that. Yeah. Um, yeah, some of the guys actually, I still go out and practice with, you know, get in the ring and just to keep, you know, sharp and keeping my skills sharpened up. They were all guys that, learned from uh uh harley as well um mm-hmm. or from Derek stone so so yeah it's it's you know i still keep that old school mentality and how to wrestle and everything but yeah you're absolutely right as far as you know there, there's a lot of trainers that are very soft anymore yeah well and you you definitely have a name and it's the suplex cyclone how did you get that name i'm guessing you know it's the <laughs> same as most but where did that come about uh so I was just, I, I just started doing suplexes, man. I was like, man, I, I was a huge fan of like uh, Taz and um, the Steiner brothers and yeah. all these guys that did suplexes, uh, you know, when I was a kid, you know, Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, man, I, I loved, I really loved Taz. I was like, you know, he's a, he's a shorter, stockier guy, kind of like me, uh-huh. um, which I'm taller than Taz, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, 
but he still, you know, is a shorter stockier guy that was, uh, you know, you know, doing all these suplexes, throwing guys around. And I was like, man, I just was in training one day and started doing it. And then a friend of mine, um, his name is Brian. And Brian was like, hey, man, he goes, uh, we should call you the suplex cyclone because you're from uh, the Midwest area where all the tornadoes are. Yeah. And he goes, it makes sense. And I'm like, and he goes, and you're throwing people around like like a cyclone. So I was like, okay, <laughs> well, we'll stick with it. <laughs> and it took off from there. Oh, that's great. Uh, you know, and for me, I love that style too. You know, you when you hear people who have the suplex style and stuff, I think of Kurt Angle, you know, and when you think of yeah. Kurt Angle, you think of a wrestling machine, you know, and so I, I love it. It's it's a raw power almost is what it feels like whenever somebody is being suplexed around the ring, you know, they're pretty much just manhandling everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I, I was actually, you know, I got that benefit of being a little bit shorter than some of your you know your uh other wrestlers that are like over six foot and stuff i'm five nine but i'm uh -huh. like my hip will lower to the ground so i already have that base to be able to you know my hips are lower than other guys's so it's just easier for me just to throw guys so it, it works right right so who would you say is some of your biggest inspirations when it comes to your wrestling style uh well obviously taz <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh like i said steiners um ken shamrock is definitely a big one um okay. a lot of your old school like um you know guys that you believe that were tough guys um you know blackman steve blackman mm -hmm. um uh dan severin of course um uh, so a lot of those guys uh, like that were usually my biggest inspirations like i said kurt angle as well um, yeah but the guys that like you looked at and you're like, man, those, those guys look like they're going to kick somebody's ass. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my, probably my favorite time for Kurt Angle, I would say is probably whenever he was in TNA. Um, oh yeah. The matches that he put on in TNA. I, and, and that's not saying that the ones that he put on in WWE weren't great because they were everywhere he went, he had great matches, but I think his TNA matches were probably my favorite to watch. Oh yeah, I uh, I also loved his final run that he kind of did there, or not the. I guess it wouldn't have been the final because the final one was the, right before he retired. But like right. before he went to TNA, uh, I loved when they were, they had they stuck him in ECW and they made him like they made him the the wrestling machine. Yeah, and uh, he was just brutal. And I was like, <laughs> well, why weren't they doing this all along with him? <laughs> but he carried that over to TNA, and so. But yeah, I definitely agree. He was just you know an ass kicker at that time so yes he he definitely was and you know i mean anybody that you talk to you know they'll they'll tell you that he was probably one of their favorites and he was one that could just go you know he was oh, yeah a monster when it came to that so yeah i i definitely always and whenever i was younger i think i didn't really like kurt angle because of they always had him as a heel you know um especially maybe in the early two thousands and stuff like that. Yeah. Whenever he was on um, SmackDown, you know, he was definitely a heel and I just could not stand him because he was so good. And <laughs> at the same time, you know, he was so mean and I just, I couldn't stand it. But now, you know, it's like, man, that, that's one of my favorites, you know, going back, yeah. watching people like him, watching people like, dare I say, Chris Benoit style you know those type of people mm. you know i i love those style of matches now and i've grown appreciation for them that i probably didn't have when oh, yeah. i was younger so 
Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and like I was kind of the same way, you know, early Kurt Angle when he first showed up and he was mm-hmm. trying to hear like the cheesy heel gimmick. And I was like, man, I hate this guy. I wish somebody was beat him. And then, <laughs> then I, and I, you know, when Taz popped up and debuted and I, I was watching at home and I popped hard when Taz came out and, you know, started suplexing him and choked him out. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually have a tag team with a another guy that, um, I would love to get on here at some point, uh, Leo Fox. Um, and you're called the wrestlers of uh, mass destruction. How did you guys yep. start doing that? And, uh, you know, what was the inspiration behind that? So me and Leo are both, uh, uh part of control your narrative. Um, uh, me and Leo mm-hmm. have known each other for a long time. Um, Leo's Leo's, uh, I've been in the business longer than Leo, but I've known Leo. He's always been a part of it in some way, shape or form. And then he started wrestling. But like I said, I've always known him before. Um, But anyway, so, you know, we both got into control your narrative and uh, we ended up getting a booking, which we didn't even like put it together. It was a uh, promoter down in Oklahoma, which is actually the show that there, we got a show coming up this Saturday of uh, uh, bus all championship wrestling. Okay. He was, he just was like, Hey, you guys have to control your narrative. Let's put you together for a tag team. You guys can just come in here and, you know, be brutal. Um, so <laughs> it was funny because we, we actually were doing promo pictures for control your narrative. Um, and we were down, uh, it was in Florida for that. Uh-huh. Um, so we were doing promo pictures. I was like, Hey Leo, let's, uh, let's get together and do a tag, do some tag promo pictures. Since we got this uh, show coming up, we get up there and we're doing the the pictures and with all the controller narrative guys are looking at us and they're like, man, that'd be a brutal sick tag team. You guys start doing, and I kind of looked at Leo and I was like, man, well, I think they're right. I think we should actually run through with this, like go a little bit further besides just this one time. Yeah. Um, so we went down to the match. It went over really well. People loved it. And uh, I was like, man, I was like, we could be just this brutal old school badass tag team, like, you know, Road Warrior style, which actually is another big inspiration of mine yeah. um, for the Road Warriors. But uh, so everybody loved it and we were like, let's run with it. So we're going to, you know, the idea is to run pretty hard with it this year and kind of see where it goes. But I think there's a lot of people that are excited for it. Cause it's what we're going to do is going to be something I feel like is not um, the norm anymore. Cause you see a lot mm-hmm. of tag teams that are tag teams that are just thrown together or they're, uh, they're like the high flying tag teams and stuff. You don't see a whole lot of your old school, just, beat them up you know throw right. down tag teams like like i said like the road warriors anymore so yeah that's kind of kind of the idea but that's that's where it got started though i like that that i, I can't wait to see a match with you guys because uh, you know i've been seeing the the stuff that you've put on on your facebook and all that and uh, i'm definitely excited to be able to see a match that you guys have had so uh <laughs> and you, saying that there's another tag team that I absolutely love and that's uh, FTR. Um, and I feel oh, that yeah, yeah. they're definitely kind of a throwback to that era as well. Mm-hmm. They're a highly decorated tag team uh, also, you know, okay. so I, I, I was a big fan of them whenever they were in NXT and then, mm-hmm. you know, they were in the, the main roster for a while and everything. And that was, they gained titles and stuff like that there, but I, I never felt that they've been properly utilized until after they left, you know, and they were able to yeah. 
you know, kind of flourish and go to these other places and uh, really show what they've got. But um, that would be a cool match between you guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's actually one that we were, we talked about. We were like, man, if we were a chance to face them. I think that'd be really fun. And uh, you know, if you could, we could probably tear it down. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Those were, those were guys that, that didn't get their, their time. They really shine in WWE, but I feel mm-hmm. like the big problem is with WWE and tag teams is they don't, I don't think they like make tag teams as important as they used to back in the day. Like, um, you know, uh, I feel like NWA utilizes tag teams a lot more and makes yeah. them mainstream. Um, AEW, same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, those are places where they still main event tag team wrestling, which is just not as common in WWE anymore. I mean, look at look at uh, you know, uh, for instance, WrestleMania. You know, they mm-hmm. put two guys that are normally big as single guys together as a tag team, even though they're friends and stuff. They don't really they weren't really known for a tag team and just like kind of threw the tag titles on them. And, you know, right. they've done the, done that plenty of times where they don't have a whole lot of established tag team sides like the Usos. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I'm hoping our, our goal is to actually make tag team wrestling a more main event draw um, yeah. with this tag team. So, so yeah, man, you know, there's only probably, I think there's only two, maybe more i'm probably well, no i take that back there's a few that are in wwe that um are tag teams and they've been that way for a while but it's mm-hmm. always in the back of your mind of when is one of them going to turn on the other yeah i feel like they end up splitting them up and they don't end up taking it like a serious tag team you know right. like they like like they used to you know i mean look how long you know, the Steiner brothers together. Look how long um, yeah. the Dublin boys, Hardy boys, you know, they took them forever to split them all up. Yeah. Um, road warriors, road warriors were like hardly ever split up. Um, you know, so that's, you know, that's something that's just, it's very uncommon anymore. And uh, actually me and Leo had the time to sit down with a, a bully Ray Dudley when we were in, uh, 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 at nwa he kind of mm-hmm. explained a lot to us, like you know how that is as far as uh that's just not something that's common anymore so we got the had the opportunity to get a lot of advice from him right. um but yeah it's it's definitely just not a mainstay thing or main draw thing like i i feel like it could be right. uh nwb yeah uh and speaking of bully ray he is one of my favorites when it comes to talking psychology uh i love listening to busted open radio uh and just hear him talk and just kind of explain things out and everything dude has such a mind when it comes to that and oh yeah his psychology is just amazing yeah and he's one of those guys too he's got the old school mentality the harley harley style mentality of you know how to work things and you know he'll get a lot of these younger guys that don't want to listen to him. And I'm like, well, he has a point though. So, (laughs) I mean, he, he sat down with us for a good, like 30, 30, 40 minutes and just kind of went over all kinds of things like tag team psychology and old school stuff. And it, it's stuff that you don't see today, but he goes, if you wanted to be taken seriously as a tag team, here you go. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any uh, goals that you have set for this year? Uh, Besides just trying to really take WMD off the ground, um, uh, let's see. Uh, I'd like to go back to NWA. Things were going pretty good 
uh, there. And then I tore my tendon in my right arm last year in September, shortly after being there, um, which put me out until this past January. Yeah. So I wasn't cleared Mm. until January. Um, So I think the plan is, is we'd like to try to really establish WMD and hopefully go back to NWA sometime this year. Um, But other than that, like just travel the country, really get this uh, take off and then, uh, you know, possibly even head out of the country as well. Uh, I'm thinking about Canada, Puerto Rico and some other places, um, Australia. But uh, yeah, that's kind of just the the big goals this year. Really do that and maybe pick up some tag team gold along the way. Right on, man. I I, I would love to see that, uh, especially seeing y'all going back to NWA. Because, you know, I had just really um, started hearing about you and everything because i i just found indie wrestling in this area where i'm at um, gotcha. about a year ago actually and around the same time that i started this podcast and you know my my first wrestler that i had on my show was luke langley and uh i saw him at a show in bentonville arkansas for the first time and so i was like whoa there's actually good wrestling right here in my area where i'm at and so then i started networking you know i'm like okay maybe i'd like to get a few of these people on my show i got luke you know i've I've had justin lee i've had lots of different people i've had uh, jason jones you know tim rockwell Mm -hmm. um and so i'm new to all of this so right around the time that i discovered uh, you was around the time that you actually got injured and stuff so i am very excited to uh see that you've come back now and everything so i can kind of watch more of your stuff I appreciate that, man. Yeah, uh, definitely. I had my first match back uh, last weekend. Um, I hadn't, I haven't really picked up a whole lot of bookings just yet, just because I'm just now getting back into it. So, like, it's it's hitting the ground running. So, um, but I, I mean, I've got a lot of stuff booked coming for this year. So, usually, I'm booked almost every weekend. But like I said, I'm just getting back off of that injury reserve and. Uh, but yeah, man, like uh, there's definitely, you know, the indie scene, there's a lot of good talent that that's on there. And, and, you know, you're not the only person. There's a lot of people don't even realize that there's an indie scene out there that a lot of these guys came from. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, you have your your uh, homegrown talent, but I feel like that's not as common anymore as getting guys from the indie scene, uh, right. at least like in other promotions besides WWE. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am. I am really excited because in the last few months they have opened. Well, there's one company that's been here for about a year, I believe, and that's Ozark Mountain Wrestling. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, so Ivan Warsaw uh, the, and those guys, you know, and then uh, we also have another one, which is Diamond State Championship Wrestling. Uh, and that's uh, like Alexander Gold and those people. So and they're both within 15 minutes of my house. So okay. I have a lot more wrestling than I did before I would have to wait until somebody would come to this area and it might not be exactly here. I might have to travel a little bit to go see uh, an indie show, but now I've got one literally five minutes from my work, uh, 15 minutes from my home. And the other one is 15 minutes from my house, the other direction. And so I'm very excited and I feel like I'm going to get spoiled now because I have all this wrestling that's around (laughs) me. So it's an exciting time for sure. 
yeah, and you might end up seeing me and Leo here before too long, you know, down that way as well. Because like, we've been in talks with Ivan for a little bit now. We were actually oh. going to go down last year, and then I got hurt. So, um, but me and Ivan been talking off and on. I know he's uh, whenever he starts running again, we're going to try to figure out a date and get us down there, and you know, and come down and do our thing. Awesome. I, I actually just got to go see their uh, training facility uh, like a week ago. Uh, he gave me the address for it and I went over there and checked it out and everything. And uh, I'm really excited to see what happens there. That's awesome. Yeah. He, uh, we actually talked to when I talked to him last, he's like, Hey, you guys want to come down and, you know, jump in the ring and train a little bit at the, you know, the training center before. And I was like, yeah, definitely. Like any, anytime I can get training in like and stuff, uh, I would definitely take it. That's awesome. Yeah. So do you have any other hobbies that you like to do? I, I, I mean, I don't like to consider this a hobby that you're doing, but, uh do you have any hobbies uh let's see i mean i i try to spend time with my girlfriend as much as possible i'm constantly on the run and so that's i mean i guess you could say i mean i don't know if you say it's a hobby but (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't really call my girlfriend a hobby right (laughs) she she Um, might not like that either so (laughs) (laughs) she's actually sitting across the room by giving me a dirty look right now (laughs) i'll make Um, sure and go in there and ask my wife is it okay if i call you a hobby (laughs) and see what she says (laughs) (laughs) um Let's see. Uh, I, I like to play video games when I get a chance. I don't get a chance to do that that often. Um, mm-hmm. I, besides going to the gym and martial arts, uh, you know that takes up a lot of my time. I, I have a, a job I do on the side. I don't really tell people what it is. It's nothing bad, but I'm just like, I don't want. I've had people like know where I was working before and legit show up at my work and like try to like ask me to sign things for them. It's it's weird. Oh no. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I don't usually usually say what my other job is, uh, but I do have another job on the side just to help you know pay for things and everything. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, let's see. I'm really into like a lot of like comic stuff. Um, uh, I'm a big comic book nerd, and I, I like all the nerdy things like uh, Star Wars and stuff like that. So I'm into a lot of that stuff. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's probably my hobbies. Okay. Yeah. Uh... So I actually just today on uh, I, I had I've actually broken it up over the last few days. I just now watched. I've gotten so far behind when it comes to Marvel movies and stuff like that. I actually just watched mm. the uh, the new Doctor Strange movie that came out last year. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I'm the kind of the same way. I'm I'm behind a lot of the Marvel. I, I also don't feel like the Marvel movies are as good as they used to, as they were. You know, since like Endgame, they just haven't like really hardcore caught like caught my interest and sucked me in yeah. so i haven't been keeping up with them as much either yeah well, well for me the reason why i ended up i've wanted to watch this one in particular and it was because i watched the spider-man movie in theaters the most recent one of that and so i was like okay yeah. I, I i have to see this but it took me quite a while you know being a dad having a full-time job doing this podcast you don't really get yeah. much time to do anything else so uh yeah. oh yeah you you stay busy but it's a good thing yeah it, it's kind of the same thing with me like i i don't get much time to even sit down and even watch like watch a movie and usually if we sit down and watch a movie we we got to break it up in pieces because i can't ever we don't have time to finish it because i'm like <laughs> oh gotta go to bed <laughs> yeah 
but yeah, it's usually my, I'm probably gone more than I'm home. So it's between, especially with wrestling, you know, if I'm traveling a lot and then, uh, um, you know, when I'm not trying to go to the gym, I'm trying to train. So I, I stay busy and don't get a chance to come home as much as I'd like to, but that's, that's just part of the life. Yeah. How many different States have you actually wrestled in? Oh man, I've gone from coast to coast, man. Um, I have been in, I've gone to the West coast. I've been in Nevada. Uh, I've gone to, um, down South Oklahoma, Texas, uh, up North Minnesota. Uh, let's see if I gone to South Dakota. I don't think I've gone to South Dakota yet. Um, let's see, Illinois, Iowa, um, New Jersey, uh, Florida, uh, a lot of places, man. Like I've, wow. I've hit quite a few of the States around here. Um, you know, it's, I, I have a goal that I'd like to wrestle in every state. And yeah. the only thing that's hard about that is in some States wrestling's just not as big and there isn't as many, you know, right. promotions that go work for. Right. Um, and it's, you know, I don't want to, you know, sound <laughs> weird about this, but like, you know, there's some of the promotions that they do have. They're they're uh, you know promotions that don't want to pay you as much as you would prefer to be paid because you know I'm at the point I've been I've been doing this for about 13 years now and uh, you know I'm I'm this is a job to me as well right. and, you yeah know, so I, yeah, I got to make money too to help pay the bills and everything so um, so that's another another issue you got to come across so. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I've been kind of all around the country. And I, and like I said, that was kind of another reason too. We were going to try to get out of the country this year. Um, try to, try to go to, like I said, like Puerto Rico and Canada and, and stuff like that. That'll be cool. You know, I mean, that, that, that would be an awesome goal to be able to reach. And I, that's totally attainable. Uh, there's another guy that I, uh, want to get on here, um, here soon. And, uh, every time I try to book him, he's busy. And I was like, okay, well, maybe we can get you in in June. He's like, I'm going to Japan in June. I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll talk whenever you get back from Japan then. So, yeah, I, I, it's awesome, man. I, I, I love hearing the stories from people going to all these different places. Oh yeah, and definitely, uh, you know, being in wrestling, you you get a lot of stories. Like you get a lot of road stories and all <laughs> kinds of things. So yeah, it's it's you definitely have stories to tell. That's for sure. <laughs> I actually had a guy on uh, last week, uh, Red James, and uh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just named it Stories with Red because that he has so <laughs> many to tell. So you know, it, it it it's it's a lot of fun. You could take up the whole hour or so that I do this and just tell stories. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I said, if you're out there traveling and stuff, I, I guarantee you have crazy stories because I definitely got <laughs> quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll have to get into some of those. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I I definitely have some. So, yeah, yeah, they, uh, some things that I like, I always tell people, I'm like, you'll never believe this. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say is the craziest thing that's happened to you on the road? I think one of the good ones that really blows people's minds is uh, I went to Memphis, Tennessee um, mm-hmm. for a sh- or for a few shows. Um, so the first night I went out to Memphis, the guy that was booking the hotel for us, he, well, I show up to uh, Memphis and when he booked the hotel, he did not look up 
like the reviews and stuff of like where it was at and the ratings on the hotel and everything. <laughs> oh no. And so I, I get there and as soon as I drive in, I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, this looks really shady. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm seeing like all kinds of things that, you know, this like looks straight, like ghetto yeah. hood and yeah. like all kinds of stuff. Um, so anyways, I go in, I check in, I'm already like, you know, watching around all over the place. And, uh, so I'm standing there checking in and this old guy comes in with this woman that is, I was assuming was a prostitute. Um, <laughs> okay. I mean, there was prostitution literally going on in broad daylight, like trying yeah. to, like women trying to wave guys down or people down. Um, so anyways, I'm checking in. They're checking in right behind me. Um, and so that was like the first red flag. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, this is not a good place. So go to my hotel room. Um, at the time when I was told that I arrived, to, I was told to call uh, the promoter and he would send somebody over to pick me up. Uh, so did that. Uh, so I'm waiting. And it's maybe 30 minutes after I called them. And I get a phone call and they're like, hey, we're here, but we can't get into the parking lot. And I'm like, why? And they go, well, the parking lot's blocked off. Uh, Memphis SWAT has the whole building surrounded. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh, So I I go and look out the window and no joke, huge SWAT team. There's helicopters everywhere. There's armored trucks. There's like SWAT teams getting down and like kicking in doors down further from me. And I'm like, well, what the crap is this? <laughs> um, so <laughs> I go and grab all my stuff. Cause I'm like, I'm not leaving anything here. Right. And I, you know, so I grab all my bags and I was like, I am on the phone with him. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'll just come outside and I'll walk out to the street and, uh, you know, and jump in the car with you guys. Yeah. So I'm grabbing all my stuff. I'm walking out. And there's all these cops like staring at me as I'm walking out. And I definitely look like I did not belong there. Like I didn't look, <laughs> you know, like somebody should be there. Right. And uh, anyways, I'm walking out. I look at the cops and I, you know, and they're kind of like looking at me real awkwardly. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I kind of look at them and kind of laugh. And I go, well, I guess I checked into the wrong hotel, huh? And I kind of started laughing. And they weren't <laughs> laughing. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so walk out to the street jump in the car with them and i'm like what the crap and they, and they go they go why did you stay here and i was like why well, didn't know what this you know that this was like a bad area <laughs> so uh, the guy that booked it for me he was supposed to be driving up and i call him and i was like dude did you not look up like any of the reviews or anything on this place because i was like i'm looking at the reviews now and it's not good at all and uh, he's like, no, he goes, I was just trying to find a decently cheap place so we didn't have to spend a lot of money. And I was like, well, I was like, you found a cheap place. It's all right. <laughs> I was like, you're not allowed to book book hotels anymore unless you look at the reviews. So, but yeah, I ended up after the show, I ended up just staying there for the night. And like, but I didn't sleep all night. I was like, man, I'm going to. I mean, something's gonna happen the SWAT team's gonna come back and they're gonna shoot and, like people are gonna be shooting and I'm gonna get shot through the walls or something <laughs> so <laughs> didn't sleep the whole night and uh yeah it was something else but yeah that was definitely definitely one of the more wild stories that I had oh that's that's funny as soon as you said Memphis uh, I'm actually from that area and stuff originally okay. before I, I moved to where I'm at now uh, I lived there from about second grade to the middle of my junior year in high school um Gotcha. Yeah, there are certain exits you just don't take in Memphis. 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely found that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, that was definitely something else. Yeah, so my dad is a uh, he's a pastor of a church, and uh, okay, he started a church in a little area called Fraser, and it's a town within Memphis. Um, gotcha. Pretty much completely separate. In fact, there's a joke that you know Memphis is its own state, and there's different portions of it. You've got Orange Mound. You've got uh, Fraser. You've got all these different areas that are parts of Memphis, but they're not part of Tennessee. Memphis is its own thing. Well, Fraser is a very yeah. rough area, and um, <laughs> they wanted to go in the assistant pastor for the church. Um, so let me backtrack a little bit. There was a church that was already there. The pastor was leaving, and he turned the church over to my dad. And so there was already mm-hmm. an assistant pastor there. Well, after they took over, um, they decided they wanted to go invite people to church. Well, they thought it'd be funny to take the take my parents to this uh, apartment complex. And my parents thought it was abandoned because almost all of the windows were boarded up with bullet holes. In them. <laughs> oh, so, no. Yeah. And they're like, well, welcome to Memphis. You know, this because <laughs> we were new to the area. We had moved there from Springfield. And, you know, yeah. it, it was we didn't we weren't used to that. And uh, so, yeah, uh, Memphis is very much a uh, you got to be careful where you go there for sure. Oh, yeah. And, and nobody really warned me, though, about that. That was like the first time I ever went to Memphis. And I so I had no idea what to expect. So at this point now, like anywhere, anytime I go anywhere, I'm like, well, I mean, like, be ready for anything. But uh, <laughs> like we had a we had a show for Control Your Narrative out in Detroit, Michigan. And obviously, I already knew what I was going to in, in, yeah. in Detroit. But but yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be prepared for wherever we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely one of my more wild stories. I, I got a few others that uh, that could take up some time too, but uh, yeah, that's definitely the the biggest one. So you know, they like said you don't really. That's not an everyday thing, right? Yeah. So I actually do want to talk about. Um, I, I would love for you to tell a story about how you got in to control your narrative. Uh so so uh, Leo Leo was actually already part of control your narrative. Um, my partner. Um, he actually got in before me, Leo met EC3 at a show and, uh, EC3 was big on Leo and brought Leo on for that. And, uh, uh, Leo, me and Leo kind of were talking about it and Leo goes, Hey man, he goes, I think your, your, your gimmick would fit great there. Uh, you know, your personality, your style. And, uh, cause EC3 is a very old school mentality too, like Harley. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really big on that stuff. Uh, so, He's like, why don't you come out to like the, uh, you know, tryout so they can see you uh, uh, down in Dallas, which was the weekend of Mania. Um, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So it was uh, it was literally about a year ago uh, mm-hmm. when I went down for that. Drove down there, did my uh, tryout, my promo and everything. And, uh, you know, it, it went very well. Uh, a ton of talk to EC3 after the event via email. Um, he invited me back out again. Uh, to the next show that ended up going to uh, uh, is Ohio, uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, so went back out to that one and, you know, kind of just snowballed from there. Um, so went out to that one and then went from there to, uh, I think it was, that's where we went to Detroit next. And then we went to Wisconsin as well. And uh, yeah, so Leo or uh, 
Leo was a big part of getting me on. He kind of told EC3A, he was like, really check this guy out. I think he'd like him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of how that went. That's really cool. Uh, it, it's good to have friends that can help you in those in those situations for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, either way, I mean, I, I guarantee I would have went out to the tryout because I, I mean, I've gone to tryouts and stuff plenty of times. But yeah, it's always nice to be like, hey, you know, check this guy out. I think you'll like him. So yeah, and, and I know that you were part of the uh, control your narrative team for uh, Extravagant Slams the last year. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, me, uh, Leo. Uh, uh, Tino Valentino, uh, mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, and of course, EC3. So, right. yeah, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, that was really cool. I, I, I was sad that I actually missed that and everything, but uh, that they have something like that every year. I know they have Extravis Lambs that's coming up this year as well, and they've started advertising yeah. for it. So, it's uh, actually turning out to be a pretty big deal. So, I, I love Tim Rockwell and Wrestling for a Cause. I, I love what they do over there. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, uh, and, and those shows have been, uh, you know, really picking up every time they do them. So yeah, it's definitely a big draw. Like last year we packed out that house. It was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. So I've got a few quick fire questions that I wanted to ask, uh, ask here. Um, okay. What is your favorite match that you've had? Favorite match? Um, <laughs> Honestly, I don't really have a favorite. I, I'm like the most critical. I think I'm my own worst uh, critic. Uh, I literally hate every all of my matches. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, if I could pick one, maybe the one where you know we did it, you know, with EC3 and Leo and uh, and Tino, um, just because it was so fun. But I'm just so critical. Like I, I always watch my matches back, and I'm like, man, I could have did this better, did that better, and you know, I, I just. You know, I, I've never really had a favorite match for the most part. I, I get it. Uh, doing this, I, I get it. You know, sometimes <laughs> we are our own worst enemy when it comes to that. So what would you say is your favorite feud that you've been in? Um, I mean, though, the one we did, I did with Slammer was fun because Slammer is a fun guy. Like he does the yeah. whole Coke Hogan gimmick. Right. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And, you know, the, at first I didn't, cause that was actually when he like debuted at Newbury wrestling. I don't think the people really uh, knew how to take him. They were like, cause I think some people were cheering him and some people were booing him cause they were like, <laughs> what is this? But uh, it, they started really taking to him, but uh, they, they, man, they wanted to see me kill him though. That first match. <laughs> um, but it was a lot of fun working with him. Um <sighs> That's probably really the only one I could really think of that I had a lot of fun doing just because, like I said, it was fun just working with him because it was so yeah. easy just to do the stuff and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, I really like Slammer. And, uh, you know, you can tell he has quite a large fan base now uh, with oh, yeah. what he does. And I, whenever I had him on, his uh, his download numbers shot up very quickly. You know, I was like, oh, wow. You know, and seeing the way fans interact on his page – and he has a unique way of uh, of doing it. You know, he kind of mixes it with uh, his actual job and his uh, yeah. wrestling, you know, and it, it works really well with what he's doing. It keeps people interactive with his social media. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and the fact that he's got he's got Hulk Hogan, like actually Hulk Hogan's permission to do the gimmick that he does, too. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. You know, I think even Hulk Hogan like follows him on social media and stuff. So. That's really cool. 
I, I wish Hulk Hogan followed me on social media. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my first uh, big wrestling. Uh, the, the, the one that I was my first hero when it came to wrestling was Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You know, I think that was most of ours, you know, because you're right around the same time period as me. So you yeah. probably grew up with the, you know, the red and yellow Hulk, Hulk Hogan and stuff. And man, I loved it. See, I was, uh, I, I liked Hulk Hogan, like, but I was really big on ultimate warrior when he was doing the thing with them. And then, yeah. uh, and then, but the thing was, is I wasn't like hardcore into wrestling before I was, you know, until I was, like I said, until about eight or nine, which is around like when, uh, um, you know, the NWO and sting were a big thing and, and right. I absolutely loved sting. So, yeah. and then, you know, I loved the NWO cause they were like the cool bad guys. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I see, I remember WCW before it turned into nitro and mm-hmm. I, my uncle is the one who got me into wrestling and stuff. And we used to have the old trading cards and I had the, uh, the Steiner brothers and I had the old, flat top haircut surfer sting uh, <laughs> you know i had all of that stuff and in fact i also had and man it kills me that i don't have this anymore i had two wrestling buddies i had a hulk hogan uh, one and an ultimate warrior wrestling buddy and if i oh, had man. those now man I, those, those things, things are, are worth a lot yeah those things are worth a lot of money well i'm, I'm the same way I, like, I had so many wrestling toys when i was a kid and like a lot of them i don't have anymore and and, uh, you know, I could kick myself for not having some because a lot of them that I have were, you know, worth a lot of money now, especially like the old school. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what they were called. They were like the rubber figures that didn't move. They all mm-hmm. stayed in one place. Yes. Those, those are worth so much money now. Yeah. Uh, I had um, George the Animal Steel, and I, ha- I actually had the Harley Race one, too, um, of those nice. big. And they were they were bigger than your regular action figures, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, dude, I, I had those. My uncle, he would find, I don't know where he would find this stuff, but he'd be like, Oh, yeah, I found this for you. And he'd give it to me, you know, and it was all this <laughs> cool wrestling stuff from back in the day. So, uh, I, I wish I still had all of that. <laughs> and now with my son, uh, kind of changing gears here on that a little bit, but I had my son is into Pokemon and, uh-huh. um, he's, started wanting to play like the older games and stuff like that. And I was big into the Pokemon blue on my game boy. And I wish uh-huh. I still had that one. Cause I knew all the cheats on there to get like infinite master balls and, you know, how to get the missing no and all that stuff. And I now finding those games, they're actually a lot more expensive because I guess people our age actually have money now. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> all that's nostalgia. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. All those old school games, man. There's so many like older games, like you know, the I, I love the old school Nintendo games. Which, by yeah. the way, those those games are like extremely hard now compared to the kids' games today. I'm like, man, yeah. these games today are like are so much easier than those old school games where they barely move and everything, and you couldn't <laughs> save in your progress. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I the, I love those old school games. But yeah, a lot of them like um, I've got an N64 and I've got some of the the old games from that that are worth a lot of money. And and yeah. so yeah. So my son's a retro gamer, and I love it because he wants all these older game consoles. And so for Christmas this last year, he won a Nintendo 64. 
And uh, I actually, awesome. it, it sounds cooler than it actually is, but I have a guy when it comes to my games and stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he, he like refurbishes and he finds old systems that are broken and fixes them. And then he sells them. And he gave me a really good deal right. on a 64. And I was able to get a couple of really cool games with it and stuff like that. And one of them was uh, Super Smash Brothers. And oh, yeah, we have been playing that a lot uh, this last weekend. We probably spent two or three hours uh, just playing Super Smash Brothers. And uh, whenever I'm playing it, I use Link and he doesn't want me to use that anymore because I, I beat him <laughs> way too often with that. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And like the, the old N64 band, they had some of the best wrestling games like like ever, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, the No Mercy game. I Dude, that was probably one of my favorite ones. Yep, and then uh, WrestleMania, the, the WrestleMania one they had, and uh, what was it, NWO versus, or it was like WCW versus NWO, NWO versus yeah. World. Yeah. yeah, that was a that was a that was a killer game, man. I, there's so many of them, and I would love to find those. Uh, I I sometimes I do come across them, but they're like sixty five dollars for one game. I'm like, man, that's as much as a game on a brand new system now. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I've got I've got all of them except for the No Mercy man. The No Mercy is hard to find, and if it you is. do find, like you said, it's expensive. So yeah. Um, another one. Uh, did you were you into the Zelda games whenever you were playing it? Oh yeah, yeah. I still play the like the Zelda games now. Like I got a Switch that I play even the new ones on. <laughs> <laughs> so I, whenever I got a Switch, I actually um, the first game that I got was the remake of Link's Awakening. Yeah. And I think that's probably one of my favorite ones to play just because I was a bigger Game Boy player than I was anything whenever mm. I was younger. So uh, getting that on the Switch was a lot of fun. I, I beat it probably way quicker than I should have. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm done. And my wife's like, really? Already? I was like, yeah, I, I probably was could have been doing other things when I was just sitting there playing that. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah i ended up getting a switch and uh i wanted to get one because i'm like well it's like you know a lot of times when i gotta get on the plane i ain't got anything to do if i'm flying somewhere so i'm right. like i'm gonna get a switch i'm gonna play it when i'm you know at the airport waiting on my flight or on the plane or whatever so yeah but yeah i love having a switch the switch is actually a pretty cool console uh, i ended up going with the switch light um mm -hmm. Just because I, I didn't need one that I can plug up to the TV. My son has the one that plugs up to the TV and all that. And uh, I I didn't need that. I just wanted to do the handheld ones. And it's funny because most of the games that I've bought are retro games. I've bought old yep. PS2 games on there, you know, like I have Devil May Cry and uh, Animusha and things like that. So uh, my son's like, you don't have any cool games. I was like, yeah, I do. They're all games that I think are <laughs> cool, though. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm the same way that's mostly what i got and I, i've got a you know and, and if i have any of the newer games it's like mario and stuff so it's still kind of yeah. retro <laughs> <laughs> but like it's some of the newer mario games i got some of those so yeah man yeah uh, mario never gets old though you know they've got oh yeah. so much cool stuff that's come out with that so you know it never gets old for you if people want to follow you how can they do that uh, I actually have social media uh, with Instagram, um, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, I have a YouTube page. It's just under uh, Kurt Gannon, the YouTube page. And then uh, the uh, my Twitter, I, I don't use Twitter as often as 
I probably should just because I feel like it's the most like toxic social media people. Um, But I do have a Twitter and I do post on there sometimes. Um, uh, So that's under uh, uh, suplex the world uh, on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Instagram is CG suplex cyclone. And then just Kurt Gannon on Facebook. I've got a like page. Uh, I have my own personal page as well. Uh, I, I don't add as many people on there as often as I used to, just because some people get weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but I do have the like page, so you can know people can always talk to me on there. So, yeah. yeah, awesome. And do you have anything coming up that maybe that you're excited about and want to talk about? Uh, let's see. So, uh, like I said, I have this, the, the show this coming Saturday, Buzzsaw Championship Wrestling, um, kind of coming for a full circle back on when we debuted the tag match. So that's, we got that coming up. Pretty excited for that. They usually draw a pretty good crowd, usually have stacked shows, um, with, you know, a lot of like bigger indie people. Um, so pretty excited for that one this coming Saturday, uh, uh, let's see. We've got some cons coming up, some pretty big cons that we're booked for. Um, we got one down in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, uh, I think that's in June uh, that me and Leo are going to be at. And then we've got uh, the uh, Oklahoma Comic Con, which, like I said, I'm nerdy, so I like I like a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got that. And then we've also got a horror con that we're going to be doing as well this summer. Oh, um, cool. Uh, so, yeah, we're, uh, we're just trying to get some stuff uh, set up, kind of get things. Like I said, I I'm just kind of starting to get things booked again, just because I'm just now getting back into it. And uh, I wanted to make sure like I actually did my first show before I set any dates, you know, in stone. Right. Uh, but uh, most of my stuff coming up will be stuff with Leo. And uh, I have a few single things coming up as well. Um, not as much, but cause like I said, really doing the tech stuff um, in June, I'll be in Iowa. Uh, I believe it's, I believe it's June. Mm-hmm. I, I got it wrote down on my calendar but i'll be in iowa for central <laughs> uh empire wrestling um it's their big show it's like their mania for the year um they they're gonna have kurt angle um tons of other hall of famers um so oh, that's wow. that's a show i'm looking forward to i i have wrestled for them uh past few years um and i've always done their big shows like last year i faced carlito from wwe so they're always really fun i've faced mr anderson at those shows um so so yeah that's uh that's kind of the stuff that's set in stone right now i have some other things coming up that i just can't really talk about yet so uh-huh. um, so just iron out details before them but so far that's that's the few things that i do you know i can't speak of <laughs> All right. Awesome, man. And one last thing, is there anything that maybe you want to say to your fans directly? Um, just, uh, you know, I, I've had some fans that have really been big and supportive of, especially when I was going through, uh, you know, having this, uh, surgery done and stuff. Um, uh, you know, I, on my arm and I was out, you know, I had people messaging me and checking on me and everything and seeing how I was doing. And I'm very grateful for that. And, you know, and people that just come out to the shows and support me in general, you know, that's, I I don't think people realize like how much that means to an indie wrestler. Yeah. Um, So very grateful for all the support that any of my fans, you know, have given me and, you know, the time that they take out to like do anything cool. Like, you know, I just had a guy send me today, uh, that just seen me at this last show he went and made a little video thing for me today of me and my tag team partner and just 
you know, I'm very grateful for that people actually take the time to do things for that or like that. Um, so yeah, it's basically what I, you know, like, I'd like to say is just, uh, thank you for being awesome and being supportive and, you know, it, it's, it means a lot. So. All right, man. Well, Kurt, it has been wonderful having you on and I am definitely going to have to get you to come back on here so we can talk about some more of those stories. Oh yeah. Yeah. I definitely got some good ones, man. All right, man. Well, you have a good night. All right. You too. Hi, everyone. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And if you've ever watched a TV show and thought to yourself, oh my God, that season finale plot twist was absolutely bonkers. Or seen a movie and thought, wow, I need to talk to somebody about this train wreck immediately. Then we think you'll fit right in with our podcast, I Hate It, Let's Watch It. We watch TV shows like Riverdale and Emily in Paris. And movies like Deep Water, Killer Sofa, Rubber, and Deadly Illusions. And we give them the total rinse they deserve. It's basically group therapy for movie masochists. So come check us out wherever you stream podcasts. Hey everyone, this is Brian Ferguson. If you're listening to this, then I know you are enjoying the Bumps and Thumbs podcast. In order to continue to run the podcast and get guests on the show, we need support from people like you. Please go to anchor.fm forward slash Brian, B-R-I-A-N dash Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N, the number three, and click on the support button. Once you are there, you'll have options to select from to make a monthly contribution. Your support will help us get on wrestling stars that require financial compensation. Again, that's anchor.fm forward slash Brian, B-R-I-N dash Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N, the number three, and click on the support button. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support and enjoy the podcast. It took me 10 years to make the perfect man cave. And then we took it over. And we made it into the multiversal chamber. Then I started my own podcast. And we took that over too. And we're the co-host, the Multiverse Kids. Yeah, and I'm the dad, the geeky dad. And every week, we what? We review the movies, shows, and books. Games and toys. Yeah. And sometimes we even have a special guest. So, join us every week on the Geeky Dad Podcast. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Kurt Gannon. I really enjoyed talking with him. And I look forward to getting him back on the show here in the future to maybe tell some more stories and things like that. Um, I've got some... Really good episodes that are coming up here soon. The next one that you'll be hearing is a returning guest. Um, He's one of my favorites, and you guys have heard me talk about him lots on many of my wrestling episodes. And that is Justin Lee. He is back. We, uh, As I'm recording this, I have already recorded my episode with Justin Lee, and it turned out really good. It's a great conversation, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it next week. So make sure that you tune in to hear... Justin Lee back on the podcast talking about more stories and different things that have been going on since the last time he was here on the show. And uh, I think you guys are in for a real treat when that one airs. So if you guys want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the show, um, as I'm recording this, I've told you guys recently, had some cool stuff that came up uh, on Good Pods. I am now the number three out of the top 100 for music interview podcasts for this month. 
and uh, it kind of blew me away that I was able to get that, and uh, I'm very thankful for it. Um, I'm going to keep pushing forward, seeing what happens. Uh, also, you would see that I joined a new podcast network as well. I'm still part of the OIW podcast network, but I was asked to join another one as well, and that is the Avenue Podcast Network. So I am very excited about this stuff, things that are going on there. But if you guys want to see all these things and see the announcements for things that are going on with the show, make sure that you follow me on all the social media websites. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter. Those are the main ones that I post stuff on or those three. I also have Hive and I have TikTok and I have Snapchat. Um, you can follow me on those as well. I'm trying to post new stuff. If you follow me on the Snapchat, you'll see I've, uh, I try to take pictures and show you like some of the new cool things that I've got because I'm always, uh, decorating my area and getting new toys and things like that to put in my podcast area. And I've gotten a little game station over here now. So I'll be posting pictures of that on the Snapchat as well. So make sure you follow me on all of those social media sites. Just look up if you give a data podcast and you can find me on any of them. Um, I look forward to you guys interacting with me on all of the social media websites. So make sure that you do that. Um, if you know where my link tree is, you can find all of my social media on there as well. I will have my link tree in my show notes. That way you can make sure to find me in all of those places. I also have on there my email address. And if you want to send me an email and tell me what you think of this show, you can do so. And my email is giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. Send me a line on there. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. If you hate it, if you love it, if you despise it, if you want more of it, let me know. That way I know if I'm presenting stuff to you guys the way that you would want me to do. Also, if you're listening to this, please go out and rate it and review it. Um, go to whatever podcast catcher that you're using and give me a thumbs up, give me a thumbs down, give me a star rating, whatever it is that's on there. Do it that way I can see what you guys think of these episodes that I'm bringing to you. Once again, I want to give a shout out to my podcast network. I have the OIW Podcast Network. And now, as I said before, I'm part of the Avenue Podcast Network. You can find all kinds of great shows on all of those places. Um, I'm going to be trying to bring some of these people on to my show. I might be doing some stuff on their shows as well. So, uh, yeah, just be on the lookout for them and go and look at their stuff. I will have links to both of the podcast networks in my show notes as well. So go and look them up. They're great people. They have great shows. And it's very diverse stuff. It's not just wrestling. It's not just music. It's all kinds of stuff. So go out there and look at that. And that's the OIW Podcast Network and the Avenue Podcast Network. I also want to give a shout out to D-Cure for creating my ending theme song. I am so thankful for him. He's such a great musician. He's such a great artist and rapper, and I just love what he does. And you guys need to go out there and follow his music and follow what he does. Because dude's a monster when it comes to creating new music. He's always got something new going on. And uh, I'm just proud to have him on my show and proud to have his music to be a part of my show. I'll have links to his stuff as well, to his website. Go and follow him. Go and support him. He's an awesome guy. Very down to earth. He's had an episode on the show as well. So it was called 
TikTok, Hip Hop, and Pokemon. So go out and listen to that episode as well. And I look forward to maybe bringing him back on this year as well so you guys can hear what's been going on with him since the last time we had him on. I'm very excited about everything that's going on. I've got merch. Um, I've got stickers. I've got shirts. I've got mugs. If you want any of this stuff, hit me up. Let me know what size you need. Um, I'm going to be posting pictures of it here soon. And uh, I'm going to have different color shirts that you can do, things like that. I'll have pricing and pictures and everything here very soon. Uh, Just finishing the final touches on it. Um, My wife has her own shop here at our house now. In fact, uh, we share the garage. Half of it is her doing her stuff. And the other half is my podcast area. She makes awesome stuff. Go and look at her stuff. It's called Cups and Teas by Stacia. Go out, support her stuff. She's coming up with new designs all the time. She loves doing this, and she's got the new sticker business going on the sides. I know you guys have seen the pictures on my Facebook and Instagram and stuff of just stickers for the show, but she makes all kinds of different ones. Uh, You send her a custom design, she can get it made for you. So yeah, go and look her up. Look up all these people that I have mentioned here today. I've got awesome people that I've surrounded myself with, and I continue to be thankful for all of them. And I want to continue to shout it from the mountains how awesome these people are. So I love you guys. I hope that you have a wonderful week. And I will see you next time. Bye. On. He calls us beautiful people, then tells us who we have on. The best part of my day, the world blocked out in my pods. Tell my friends all about it so that they follow along. And the host is kind of nerdy, but guess what? I am as well. I don't feel so alone, and I began walking out of my shell. Heard a story, I need a connection I haven't felt. I'll be looking for the next one, tell then farewell. It's the podcast for me. Have it on, better go see. Listen closely, download and tune in remotely. It's the podcast for me. Have it on, better go see. And listen closely, download and tune in remotely. This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network.